Hey guys, I'm Stephanie Wallace, and this is Independence Radio, a broadcast of Independence Care System. Independence Radio is a series of conversations with members of the ICS community about issues of health care and independent living for people with disabilities and older adults. My guest today is Bob Paradiso, rehab engineer for ICS. Bob is a wizard with electronics and he uses his knowledge to help members of ICS accomplish difficult tasks with the push of a button or a voice command. He gave me a quick, fascinating introduction to assistive technology. Enjoy the conversation. All right, hi guys, this is Stephanie Wallace with Independence Radio. I'm here with Bob Paradiso. What's your position at ICS? Uh, I'm a rehab engineer. Okay, and what is that? <laughs> a rehab engineer is someone who will um, create assistive technology for people who will um, go to their home, for example, and see what they need help with. If they want to be able to use their TV or their phone or if there's anything they're having trouble with, I go and I try and make it so it's easier for them to do those things. It can be very simple where it's just setting up what they already have in a slightly different way. But in other cases, I'm creating some custom electronics to act as the go-between what the person's able to do easily and what the device needs. So an example would be, let's say they're trying to control their TV, but they have trouble hitting the buttons on the remote. Um, but they may, uh, their voice may be good. So I can add something in between that can hear their voice, and then it'll change their voice command to control the TV. So they don't need to press the remote anymore. So where did you come from? Where did you get your training from? And how did you learn this? Right. I'm largely self-taught. I mean, I, I do have a degree in computer science, so that's the programming side of it. But the hardware side, I'm largely self-taught. I learned it on my own just uh, ever since I was a kid. I enjoyed taking things apart, seeing how they work, getting them to do different things. I started to realize this would be useful for people with disabilities. This could be more than just a, a fun kind of toy. This could be something someone really needs. Oh. And how long have you been doing it? Two years now. Is that it? Is yeah. that all? What's the first thing that you made that you modified for somebody with disability? The very first thing I worked on was um, alternate controls for a power wheelchair. I set it up so that this is a thing called eye gaze. If you're not familiar with it, it's it's able to track your eye movement. It's like a camera that can see which way you're looking. So if someone's um, uh, paralyzed significantly, uh, often sometimes they'll only have a head movement or eye movement left. I set it up such that based on their eye movements, it would control the power wheelchair. So even though a person can't move the joystick, they could still drive their wheelchair around. You did this on your own without any prior... I mean, like, I'm sorry, it's just like a power wheelchair is a pretty expensive piece of equipment. Yes. Who let you touch their wheelchair? <laughs> you know, like... Uh, right, so my initial playing around, I actually... Um, I became very interested in this, so I, I actually I looked on Craigslist, and you can get a used oh, wheelchair pretty okay. cheap. So I sold one for a couple hundred and said, you know what, let me take the risk. It's only a couple hundred, let me give it a go. And uh, I got pretty far with it. And then uh, and then it spiraled out. I started doing all kinds of things. Uh, door openers, and like I said, TV controls, lighting controls. I'm amazed. So... I'm I'm, just, I'm trying to get the eye gaze thing right. If I had no use of my limbs, yes. What am I looking at? Often it's a a tablet similar to like a, let's say an iPad. Oh, okay. But picture at the bottom of the iPad, there's a little camera. Okay. So it can tell where on the iPad you're looking. So a common use case is a person wants to be able to speak, but they're they're actually not even able to speak. Like on the show Speechless. 
Is it like that? Well, no, he uses his head. So for eye gaze, let's say uh, you'd have... There's many different ways, but one way is let's say there's letters on the screen, and you're basically typing with your eyes. As you look at each letter, it's typing it out. And then when you're done, you hit a a button that, let's say it says speak, and then it will speak out loud for you, whatever you just typed. Wow. So I'm glad you bring this up because there's a lot of things that are already out there. Like, that's already out there. And there's a lot of people who don't even know that's already out there. Mm -hmm. So I kind of have two purposes at ICS. One is to create custom stuff where it's necessary. But the other is even just to show people what's already out there. Because we don't even have to create custom stuff in many cases. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, there's Amazon Echo, which is a voice-activated device from Amazon. Right. A common request I get is people want to turn their lights on. You know, it's a simple request, but um, some, sometimes someone cannot reach the switch. You know, and they, you know, so they're dependent on someone else to do that. But if you have Amazon Echo, which is a voice-activated device, and you buy these light bulbs that can come with it, and you screw in these light bulbs, you can, with your voice, say, turn on hallway light, turn mm-hmm. on kitchen light. And this is off-the-shelf. I don't have to do anything other than plug it in and set it up. Okay. So there's the full range of off-the-shelf things and then very, very custom things, which I've been doing. Now, I saw something that, um, I saw something that you did with uh, uh, opening someone's door. Yes. And this is with the eye gaze thing? Was that with that? That was something very similar to eye gaze. Um, so eye gaze is attracts your eyes. Right. Um, that other project I had done, it's uh, it's called a head mouse. They put a little reflective dot um, somewhere, let's say, on the, your forehead, and the camera could ch- track where that is. So you just tilt your head different ways. Um, different things are a better fit for different people. So we always have to test and see which one's okay. the best. This is amazing. Now... What are they looking at on the tablet? Like the letters you said? Right, so it depends what they want to do. So in one case, it's actually, it just acts as a normal computer. It's running Windows, it has programs on it. You can go on the internet, you can, and then by looking at a link that's similar to clicking on it. And then there's different ways to consider it a click. One is if you stare at it long enough, because here's what we don't want. We don't want a person whose eyes are flicking across the screen to be clicking on stuff by right, accident. Right, right, right. You know, because you need to look to see what's even there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, right, so there's different things. One is if you blink, another is if you, uh, it's called dwell time. If your eyes hold on the position long enough, mm-hmm. it counts as a click. There's, there's different ways. Um, or sometimes um, a person will have some movement mm-hmm. uh, so they can hit uh, switch with their hand. So their eyes choose where they're going and then their hand does the click. So anything could be running on this tablet. It can be, for example, like we were talking about speech. It's augmentative communication. Um, and it doesn't have to be large. It could be uh, very simple. It could be just pictures on the screen. So they could just have a picture for food, you know, basic needs, food, water. And they could just look at that picture and then it will say out loud, I need water i uh, i need some food and then you can take it the step further and again this is out out of the box this this i don't even have to create is um they have ir control so many of the devices ir uh, infrared so many of the devices in your apartment such as your tv your uh, dvd player many of these uh, are ir controlled Uh, many of the remotes you have that's the mechanism So this uh, eye gaze device can speak IR, so to speak. So you can have on the screen of the tablet an icon for your TV, an icon for your air conditioner, and by looking at these icons, it will turn on your air conditioner, change the channel on your TV. I've set people with uh, their lighting through the same sort of system. This is amazing. 
how did you get into this? How did you learn to do these? Things? Right. It, um, just through just through working with people, um, you, you find out a lot. For example, I knew some of what eye gaze could do, and then I researched more. But I even recently visited a, a member of ICS who had this set up, and he said, hey, can you please help me so I could control my air conditioner? I hadn't previously done this kind of setup before, but I noticed it had IR capability. You know, and then upon further research, I realized many of them have this built in. And it's actually, it's not so hard. It's not so hard to go into the menu, and then it says, you know, you teach it the commands. You hold up the remote that came with the air conditioner with the TV. You teach it the commands. Oh, okay. um, so, so this has to be done by a friend or family member, the step of teaching it. Mm-hmm. But then once the eye gaze knows, it can then, then it's ready to go. And the, the person could just use it to do this. So things. a family member can, you don't have to, like, get a college degree before you oh no 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 and do this for no no not at all and what i'm hoping is um maybe down the line i'm gonna do some videos and some how to's on how to how to do this to kind of but there's even there's even a lot already out there so this is something a lot of people can do so what initially what interested you in this this type of work i enjoy problem solving i enjoy the creative aspect of it and it's it's very rewarding. There's one person I worked with uh, not too long ago. I, I set them up so they could use their phone again. They hadn't been able to use their phone in years and years, and that was really important to her. I, of course, to be able to make a phone call or you know receive a phone call. Is this using the eye gate? There's a few people I help who uh, who use Sip and Puff. Actually, Pardon me. Uh, they use Sip and Puff, which is oh. uh, it's like a, a, a straw you have, let's say, in your right. mouth, and then either through puffing or sipping. Anything that I can get as like like an activation, so like either a puff or there's even just one switch they can hit. I can make it so they can control a wide variety of things. You may say it's only one switch. How can you control more than one thing? Um, what I've done for many people now is I set them up with. Um, this device that it uh, it's it starts a menu up. So let's say in the case of sip and puff, let's say that's all you have. Let's say you're paralyzed and that's all you have is a puff. You do a first puff and it says a menu out loud: TV, air conditioner, radio. When it's on the thing you want, you puff again. And so just with a single, you know, just with one action, such as a puff, you now have control to your whole apartment. You know, lights. Wow. You know, all these things. The freedom that it gives some people. I could imagine. You know, to be able to control these things with what you have left. Yes, yes. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm amazed. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm amazed because I, I think after a certain point, some people, you know, feel like they'll never be able to do certain things again. Some people have this misconception. Yes. You know, and to, to this is just like new new life sorta, of. you know, you're giving them you're giving them back something very important. You know, and that's that's a wonderful thing. Now, before you came to ICS and started doing this, what prepared you to do this type of work? I was doing a lot of volunteer work, and I'd reached out to I reached out to many organizations, of which ICS was one. Um, and ICS was the first one that made a real investment okay. in um, you know wanting to bring me on board and maybe start this department up to do the, do this sort of work. Um, but even before this, I had done a lot of volunteer work with a lot of people, and um, there's only so much I was able to do, but still, it was mm-hmm. good experience, and I kind of honed my skills a bit doing that. In your most rewarding, your most rewarding hack, <laughs> or... Oh, that's a hard one. Modification, um, or what do you want? Let's see. 
we we already mentioned it. I, I am thinking of this one woman I helped who had a uh, sip and puff. Well, actually, she didn't have sip and puff. I uh, we tried a few things and it seemed like it was the best fit. So I uh, I set her up with sip and puff, and we did in the end. It's set up such that it controls her TV, her phone. She can uh, make phone calls, her lights in her room, a, a bunch of things, and uh, yeah, she's very 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 happy with it. So how does a member one get your attention? You know, or get to see you right um this process is evolving but it seems at the moment if they talk to their care manager their care manager or social worker should be able to put in a, a service request for rehab engineering and that will eventually get to me and then I'll, I'll be able to go out and see them and ideally they would put into that request what the member is interested in being able to do but in some cases it does make sense for me just to go out there and speak with them and kind of evaluate what they're having trouble with and what, what they wish they could do more with is there a long wait list? um this um at this scale is now uh, kind of a newer service so now's the time if you if you want to get early on in the queue, right. now's, now's the time. Okay. Does this come at any cost to the members, or is this an expensive, costly thing for... This is covered by ICS. There is there is a budget, but um, many of the things we've even already talked about easily fit within that bu- budget, actually. Okay, great. So, great. so far there's been cases I'm thinking of no, no costs out of pocket to members. Okay. And to remind you guys, this is Bob Paradiso. <laughs> Get the name right, Bob Paradiso. And you have a a, a website, bobparadiso.com. There's a website I started before getting this uh, role at ICS, um, and it does have some of these some types of, these, of projects on this. Right, yeah. right. Be interesting to see. For our members that are listening to uh, this podcast, how how would somebody know what's hackable? How do how do you know what you can modify? Right. Um, that's that's a that's a question I get a lot. If if you're interested in uh, being able to use something in your in your living space, uh, you should definitely get that service request out there, and um, I'll be able to assess that for you. But it's it's a very large amount of things. It's very wide open. Almost anything that's electronic is an easy one. Anything that's already electronic, including your TV, your air conditioner, lights, any entertainment system type stuff you have, music, your fan, anything that's electric or electronic, um, that's that's pretty easy. Anything that has uh, buttons on it, even if you're not able to press those buttons, I can make something that will. In some cases, even if it's not already electronic, I've helped, uh, there was this one woman who she needed her window shade to raise and lower, and we, we motorized it first, we made it electronic, and then we were able to control it. Can you do that to windows? We can, in some cases, do it to the windows themselves. I know a member who has to call security to come and close and open her windows once her aide goes home. This is interesting. (laughs) Because, wait, wait, when I found out about you, the first thing I thought about, because I I always have problems in that, somebody needs to have something that could go under your arms and hold you up so that you can get yourself together. That's my problem. Because I'm trying to hold on and fix myself, we'll call it. If there was just some... Hey, Bob, this is what we're going to work on, okay? Okay, all right. Everything's Bob, on we the have table. To, you you will... can come to my home and we can check this out, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> you know what else would be great, Bob? What do you got? Now, I know they do have... They have something like this. Okay. I don't know how expensive it is. To be able to charge your phone from your chair. Because a lot of times we get left with accessorize right Mm. and they call you on your phone but you've been out all day and your phone is dead Ah, mm. so if you still have battery left in your wheelchair 
and you're able to plug in your phone yep. and keep it charged. But does that make sense? That's true. You're and right. but I knew they do. They do um, that. They do make. Yeah. yeah, they do have the phone charger thing. But that lift. That's my problem in life. Is the the bathroom? Just some hooks come out my wall. I don't know. What What do you do? Can you imagine something like that? Is that what happens when I tell you what the problem is, and then you imagine? I do. Yeah, it's a it's a wide range of stuff I'm doing. Uh, there's some stuff I'm doing which is not very high tech at all. Actually, uh, I've had guys who have. Um, a lot of trouble with their hands, and they have trouble with the doorknob, their shower handles, and stuff like that. And I'll actually just modify the handles. I'll extend them and add things to them so that it's easier to grip, easier to... There's one guy I know, he basically just kind of hooks his arm around it a bit and can then pull on it. Oh. So yeah, there, um, we could do mechanical things, electrical things. It's all about working out what's the best fit, what's in budget, and then it, how much energy the member wants to put in. Because a lot of these things, the member has to iterate with us to get to a good place. So, mm-hmm. like, for example, you just had an idea. We may make a first version of that that may or may not work so well, mm-hmm. and then we'll try a few times till we get to a good place. So now, it, I felt silly making the... I felt silly saying it. I really did. But... It's a real thing in my life. Sure. And it really is a, a an issue. And I imagine that sometimes we feel like um, it's too small of a thing or too personal of a thing to mention. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? I know what you mean. I think it's best to get those requests in because especially if we hear a few similar ones or at mm-hmm. least in the same family, um, then I can think about those all together. And then maybe you come oh, up with a thing or a set of things. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so it's always who, useful to get in the request. I think. So how does one put in a request? The care managers put in a service request for um, assessment what is it? for rehab. rehab engineering. Rehab engineering. Okay, I will definitely tell my friend with the window problem, and I'll put in one also. Sounds good for my underarm holder upper <laughs> bathroom user thingamajiggy. All right. <laughs> good. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. That was Bob Paradiso, rehab engineer at ICS. If you have a problem at home that you think might be solved by assistive technology, please ask your care manager to put in a service request for a consultation with Bob. You have been listening to Independence Radio, a broadcast of Independence Care System, a community-based nonprofit agency serving the Bronx, Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Queens and dedicated to supporting older adults and adults with physical disabilities and chronic conditions to live at home and participate fully in community life. To learn more, visit www.ics.org. Thanks for listening. I'm Stephanie Wallace, founder of The Laid Group. You can learn more about what we do at facebook.com slash love and intimacy for the disabled. Bye-bye.